My name is Colin Wells. This is the Veterans Walk the Talk show, and I'm sitting here with two amazing individuals. Um, we have Greg from Cannabis Capes to my right here, and Shout the out. incomparable Austin from America's Podcast to my left here. So here we are. And we're here in San Diego at EQ Studios to talk about all things cannabis, opiates, wellness, um, sustainability, environmentalism, fucked upness. You name it, we're talking about it. So how are you guys doing today? Everybody good? Too blessed to be stressed. Blessed to be stressed. Too blessed to be stressed. Too blessed to be stressed. Preach. I like that. I like that. How Feel about you, Feel free Austin? to appropriate. Same, man. Same? Same. Enjoying Very that lucky. coffee? I'm enjoying, the, the enjoying everything. Vibes. Yeah? <laughs> yes. I got you. I got you. Well, um, feel free to throw some cordyceps in your coffee and just get to the next level if you oh, want to right there. Oh. Okay. Um, All right. There's mushroom stuff right here. So, um, so, Greg, what's up, man? You brought uh, us together. Well, this is, a, uh, this is a super special conversation that we get to sit in on because these are two people that I've met along my cannabis journey um, that have had big impacts, um, you know, and in, in a way have, you know, Austin's interactions led to my, you know, further pursuit of working with veterans and then discovery of veterans walk and talk right. and then conversation after Emerald Cup, right? Uh, exactly. Right. Um, you know, in Austin, it was funny because when I was at the Emerald Cup, you know, I was a complete, you know, mids operation on my side, like super last minute, like that in itself is a whole other, other story I hope to share one day. But just being at Emerald Cup, uh, Austin came through, he had recognized my work from the, the Burner album cover, and we had a conversation the first day. Um, and then the second day, I put out this, I didn't, I didn't have a ride back to the airport figured out. Um, so I just put out a little sign that said like, will art for ride to SFO. And just kind of figured it would work itself out, or I would eat the Uber back. Wow! So you put out, you actually had a sign that said "Will work or will art for ride will to SFO. Ride yeah, to like SFO. complete, awesome. complete, like as a joke. But I, I figured it would work out because a, a few things had, had broken my way that trip, and I just wanted to ride that momentum. I love it. Um, and Austin came back, and he had seen the sign, and a couple other people had made offers. Uh, but Austin came back later in the day and he saw it and he's like, well, when are you trying to leave? And I'm like, honestly, like as late as possible. Right. Because my thing was like, I just need to hustle while I'm here because it was my first big trip out west. And in order to capitalize on it, I was I was willing to eat an Uber ride because I knew I would make the most of being there. So I just figured worst case scenario, that's how it was going to be. Yeah, so, that's always been your MO, man. You show up, you just do, you do shit. That's what. That's part of. That's the. That's the easiest and the hardest part of, of doing anything is like just put yourself in a position where something cool can happen, uh, and this was one of those situations where something dope happened and um, Austin offered to give me a ride back. He's like, "We'll just leave at the end," and it was, you know, anybody who was at Emerald Cup 2018 knows what the end of it looked like. It was a. It was a shit show. Was it like how just so, how so? What oh, rain? Rain. I got torrential you. rain. Oh, yeah. I'm the worst. Like everything was underwater at Dude, the end. And in the cannabis cup, you are walking and you are walking in just three or four inches of puddles. And this is inside the tents. Inside on the like, raised platforms. They that had were like raised floating. platforms with like they're like graded. And so the water was still on water in the tent. You felt like Jesus kinda. That's horrible. You were walking on water. Yeah, I know it sucked, dude. But I had boots With all on the, the cannabis ground. oil too, you truly were like Jesus. We all know that was his biggest tool. Wow, shit, I didn't. Well, I did. I have a personal relationship with him. You should you should get one. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Maybe we got to talk about that. Yeah, eat this cactus. Eat this cactus right here, and you will have a personal relationship with many deities. 
that's Nancy's the the story. spikes is what what gets me. You know, yeah. the spikes get me every time. Yeah, I got you, I got you. So you were walking on water in the tents at Emerald Cup, literally raining cats and dogs. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a shit show. We're leaving. Um, Austin, you know, he, he I find out he's from Florida. So when we're when we're in the parking lot leaving, uh, and that's where I was from at the time. One of the things that we chatted about. Uh, but we're driving out and it's like hella muddy, mm-hmm. super wet. And it's, a, I believe, was it a four wheel drive vehicle? Uh, no, it was not. <laughs> it was not. All right, so, <laughs> so, we're, so we're in a involved. front wheel drive vehicle. Front wheel drive open differential. And so, and Austin is just <laughs> ripping it left and right, kind of just like walking it out of this, like just straight oh, up fucking yeah. Florida boy shit. And you don't know him. Redline. You just, just met him. We had just, just met we had just met the day before, and then he had right. offered to give me a ride back because he was right. in San Jose at the time. Was was being a Marine a big factor in your decision to go with him? In trusting him? Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Like, just from a character standpoint, could tell very quickly, like, okay, this is somebody that, like, you know, odds of them deciding to abduct me and fuck me over are low. Either that or he's um, going to do it super clean and you won't feel a thing. Well, that, that, trust me, bro, that went through my head because, like, I, you know, something that I, I recognize is, like, as a white male above average height, there are very few times where I feel intimidated or worried about my surroundings. But this was one where I was like, if this guy's a fucking nutcase, it's not going well for me. He's gonna like, turn you into a bong and smoke out of you or something. I was like, just no, 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 no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, it's not a good fucking situation. Like, I'm gonna help. I'm gonna have to hope he like fucking slips and hits his head if shit hits the fan, and that's my best out. <laughs> but like in terms of me, like, no motherfucker be trained for some shit. Right? Did so, you get the vibe from him at all? He was feeling this way when he was riding. No, with you? no, 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 not at all. We had a great genuine conversation, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I let him know. Well, what's funny is. I'm not gonna say the name of the company, but we're, nah, no, no, can't even say it. Yeah, just um, to, just, to, just to say that there right was like there us. was a there were we'll, we'll, there were a lot of loose ends that would have needed to be tied up had I something see. bad happened. We gotcha. were riding a pretty gotcha. cool vehicle. I'll just put it that way. It was it was very oh, gotcha. uh, I see poetic. We're, I see we're going with this. It yeah. was poetic yeah. for that trip. I mean, um, we've all been outlaws in the cannabis industry in one way or another, right? I mean, that's just kind of what we do. Well, it was legal though. Oh, it was yeah, legal. it was a totally was a legal, legal transaction. It was legal. Um, Sheriffs are legal too. Yeah. But it was it was a it was a dope way to end my Emerald Cup experience because we were able to talk about a lot of stuff, For learning hours. about. Because yeah. uh, what's always stood out to me about Austin is he was one of the probably the first person I met to where coming out of service or out of higher education, the goal was weed, and wow. he Damn, had gotten cool. there and gotten a job in weed. Uh, and he was that, that's how he was at Emerald Cup was, was through a, a job in cannabis and it was one of the first people that I had met that that was the thing that they went to school or came out of service specifically to do and this is so back uh, end of 2018 right and so that to me was a, a super dope conversation and to see like okay this is part of a generation where that's not uh, that's not like weird that's right. that's going to be the norm absolutely um so that that's but why for a the, veteran that is a rare thought process can you mind if i can i just ask you austin white how is it that you came to the understanding that cannabis was going to be something you wanted to do after the marine corps uh, I truly fell in love with the plant after my uh, my experience with it because it definitely changed changed my life for sure. Right. Um, and funny enough, man, during high school and the Marine Corps, of course, I was fully against it. I thought people that smoked weed were bad people, yada, yada, yada. I was just raised that way. I was grew up in fucking Florida. Everyone's fucking mostly against it there. Uh, and it changed my life after coming back. Uh, home from the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. and um, 
I, after that, I just totally dive deep into it, man. I'm a person that I'm like all in or all out. And it just, I want to see how the fuck it can help other people. And crazy enough, I, um, I was hired by Santa Cruz Veterans Alliance. Yeah, yeah. And I was doing their sales. Um, and I was able to see firsthand all these veterans from all walks of life, whether they're young, old, no matter what color, shape, size, if they can or can't walk, dude, it's, it was amazing. Like, they were coming for this compassion program, this donation that they were receiving, and just to hear how many opioids and other bad walks of life that they were going down in a quick spiral, and that this, no matter what size donation they were getting each month, was something that they were to pull all those meds off. Mm-hmm. And that shit, I mean, I'm going to work to the rest of my life to, to, to I mean, I'm help one of those other veterans. veterans. I, I feel you. I mean, I'm sure you're one of those veterans. We, you know, we relate on a personal level. So this is the type of things that he was telling you on the drive that you were, and were this, was this your first time hearing about, were you working for SCBA by the time you met Greg? Um, no, it wasn't. No. You weren't. It was with another veteran company though. Gotcha. So, so then I'm sure he, that's one of the topics of conversation was cannabis and veterans, right? That's what you talked about. Early on, uh, for sure. And through the, uh, through that ride with Austin, you know, he was one of these, one of those fools that offered to let me crash at his place next time I'm in town. Yeah. We've all, we've all made mistakes with Greg, but you know, it is y'all keep making the same mistake (laughs) and I will show up. We we say, yeah, we'll do that. And then next thing you know, it's, you have to own up. I gotta say, I gotta say one thing. Yeah, please. I, I always smoke people out. He is the only person that comes through and smokes oh, me out. I completely agree with that statement. Same I probably way. smoke 20 to 50 new people I out a, a, a month or yeah. whatever. He's the only person that comes he, through and smokes me out. He literally, on Wednesday, he came here. And he, yeah, he gave out so much weed. I felt like, you know, like I was just being taken care of in every way. And he buys me lunch every time I see him. Oh, wow. Fuck yeah, dude. You know same I mean? and same, dude. Yeah, Believe same, it. So, I mean, one of a kind. He goes, where's a bomb-ass spot in this yeah. town? Let's go. In fact, you know what? I just got take your dick out right now. I'm going to stroke it while we do this interview. Just, just well, Let's just get that over with. Well, it's, it's funny because, like, Austin, like I said, he let me crash at his place. Right. And I, I told him recently, actually, I was like, dude, like, when you do this for me, the least I can do is take you out to eat. But also know that, like, I carry that forward, too, because otherwise, like, Airbnb, hotel, discomfort, sleeping somewhere else, like, there's always value to that. And when I, I always want to pay that, that kindness forward and and something like a meal, like what, what Mm -hmm. we were able to, to go and do the other day, like, there's so much more value in the conversation that I get to have than, like, the cost of, of the, the food that, it's the least that I can do. And that's, you know, that's what I've just learned by meeting people like you and like Austin that have extended kindnesses to me. Is mm-hmm. It's all about rewarding uh, you know, and paying that forward right. and finding ways to compound that kindness and make it something bigger. And, you know, that's why it's cool for me to be able to link you two together because, mm-hmm. you know, having met Austin at Emerald Cup and then him furthering my, my dedication to, to cannabis advocacy for veterans uh, and creating awareness around all of the atrocities associated with not just like, you know, post-service opportunities, but also their like inclination to pound you full of opiates and shit like that. Like seeing some of those layers come through through multiple conversations, it's, 
know, that's how I found you. It, it was looking out for other veterans and cannabis groups that I could put support behind or to, to learn from. Yeah, well, I think that the, a lot of the, the commonalities between the three of us is that when we decided to go into cannabis, we decided to integrate ourselves fully and experience it on every level from farmer to seed to to, to store, right? And art, everything. I mean, it is a culture. And I, you hit it on the head because I, for me, it feels like cannabis has a currency of connection. Like, that is like the currency of the cannabis mm. culture. It is, you know what I mean? It's like, That's a good way to there's put it. so many people that I've just been connected to through the plant, and um, it continues to surprise me in that way. The, it definitely, the, the journey is its own reward in terms of learning people and, or meeting people and learning from them. Um, so then after, you know, recognizing Veterans Walk and Talk as an organization that was doing something unique and beneficial in cannabis, um, you know, it was only natural to, to try to find ways to, to support you and then mm -hmm. eventually being fortunate enough to meet in person and be able to go on the walks and, and yeah, experience that's the thing. that. You, you chose the absolute best avenue, the thing I always tell people about Veterans Walk and Talk. If you want to get involved with what we do, the best way is to just come hike with us. Don't meet me and give me product to give out. Don't send me shit in the mail, you know what I mean? Like come out, come see, see the group yourself and give them what you want. And that's, Greg did that from the start. He's hiked with us several times and done uh, trail cleanups with us as well, which is awesome. It's, it's it, it all just goes back to, I, I'm trying to live the example that I preach and not mm -hmm. just talk it by actually going out and participating Walk in it. Walk the talk, have it, to. It, it puts me, it helps me with perspective. It helps me with like relearning and unlearning and, and just understanding shit so that I can then further that message and a way that, that serves uh, not me, but the, 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 the greater picture that right. we're working towards. Well, that's your motto, right? Collaboration over competition. Kindness that's one over of clout, them. Legacy over likes. I mean, that, that's what I look to now is like, especially in weed where it gets fucked up is like, people are all now like getting a little taste of success mm -hmm. or a little taste of attention. Yeah, but are they, I mean, who, who do we know that in cannabis that's really making a lot of money right now outside of cookies? I, I know I know Preach. people that are making enough money to be comfortable on the, for white the first time right. on the legal market for, for in the legal and, market like uh, in, in, across, in, across yeah. the board it's it's all they're they're, they're leveraged at, at different points but but if you ask people, people in random states they wouldn't know they would only know cookies maybe mm -hmm. well I'm not even talking about actual plant touching companies I'm talking about everybody who's making money outside of it and right. a lot of these these uh these personalities and these people because like so quick side note is there's so much interest in cannabis right now but there's such a vacuum for actual educated aware content it's all silly videos mm -hmm. and grand dabs dabs and yeah but dumb shit we've seen time over time again these celebrities or whoever uh football players whoever um only some of them but uh they don't they can't make it they it's not culture driven they don't have a quality product people don't care where you're coming from they don't they don't want that they want something that's consistent at an right. affordable price well and celebrities outside of cannabis is an entirely different monster what i'm talking about are these generated ones right. inside of weed that make money doing endorsements and promo and bullshit and they're the ones that people from the outside of cannabis are looking to as people that they should be influenced by and that's where it's important to put com content like this out there and mm. messaging about the other sides of cannabis, be it uh, walking and talking and getting out and being active within your community. Because that's, the, that's the joining aspect between you guys is you're both active with cannabis and you incorporate cannabis into an active lifestyle with purpose. Right. And by intention. showing that, 
that's the type of content that people should be having access to and, and responding to and getting inspired by not who can smoke the best or people with this elite oh like i got the best six star five star oh it's giving people solvers. nothing of value right right it's, it's just it's, it's just it's just chatter it's well, just it, noise it's because the recreational side of cannabis has completely clouded the medicinal side it's impossible to really like go to a dispensary and now and not feel clouded by the the fact that it's it's supposed to be a fun thing when sometimes healing with any kind of modality but be it cannabis or psychedelics isn't exactly fucking fun well, and unfortunately, like this is some this is more burden for people in the industry who care about it to take on, which is asking a lot of them. But it's also like there's going to be no one to blame if we allow high THC content to continue to run amok from a marketing perspective, mm -hmm. except for the people who like are involved in the industry. And we need we need people like you, media makers, to to show that. Right. Because <laughs> which you do, but yeah. it's a process for right. sure. But like they you know, and, that, and that's what's cool though is. Part of destigmatizing and normalizing cannabis use is what is is the way that you guys use it uh, in your respective You're right. uh, like, lifestyles. We have to live the life. Like a parent, I'm a father. I'm having a baby. Cannabis use has been pre predominantly the best medicine throughout my girlfriend's pregnancy. It's it's done wonders for her. She's a picture of pregnant health. I mean, like these are things that we've been inherently lied to for our entire lives, and now have to do it in hiding, especially as veterans who face repercussions if we are open about certain things. I've talked about this many times. Like I don't even get to, you know, a lot of people are in the same boat. You don't get to, you be outspoken about cannabis. It's not legal where you have family or people you're trying to work with. You can't work with them anymore. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I totally get it. They're not on the same level, the same wavelength of right. thinking. So that's he's right. Some like, are, but he, what, what, he, what Greg was saying is absolutely right. It's up to you and I and to live this life. And you live this life fully. I mean, you grow cannabis, right? Yes. And you are an avid proponent for health and wellness and sustainability. Um, Just the medicinal aspect. I mean, right. I'm, 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 of course, recreational, but I'm, I'm all for the plant and the, the medicinal values that it brings forth. And, of course... I use it more than a medicinal value. I use it at a recreational amount. Yeah, Believe it. Sure. Believe it. I smoke well, I, I do too. a little more than I should sometimes, for sure. Uh, but I still get shit done. Mm -hmm. um, and so do we all do. And mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. But I don't put forth the fact that it's still a medicine. And we forgot in 2017 when this yeah. shit went legal that, oh, fuck, it's, it's now just a product. No, fuck right. that. It's, it's a medicine, and it needs to be treated as such. Um, but there will be some companies that will be able to show that and to give better education to the consumer. Mm -hmm. uh, but we need media giants like our fellow here, Greg, mm -hmm. to show what what should actually uh, be taught to, to the consumer and what is an actual good product or a good company or a good farm or, you know, right. it's and that education isn't out there. Right. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty excited for all of us to get together and to show the world that. Yeah. But uh, definitely it, it takes his his skilled knowledge we were just talking about it yesterday and he's because mm -hmm. i'm just i'm just so against social media it's hard for me because i see the bad side but he's like dude look it's a positive tool you just gotta see it as such and use it as such right. and i'm like you're right man and uh he just shows me the better side and i and i really appreciate that but i'd like to follow in his footsteps in that in that way um and i really appreciate him showing us that light i, I so. agree with you completely and um we touched on it earlier before we started rolling but like I'm I'm the same way like I don't want the cell phone near my baby belly I don't want it near me when I can avoid it and social media 
Um, let's see, they're trying. They're like the, the spirits don't like my yep. statement. Yeah. Preach, dude. You the better Facebook fucking God. keep that fucking phone on your baby Fuck. for the rest of her life. No, right, but, for um, real. You know, I'm I'm with for you real. on that, man. Social media can be a plague, and you know you have to treat it with um, respect. Like you can't, you you know, like if it's part of your job, treat it as such. You know what I mean? Don't it, let it be the first thing you grab in the morning. Preach. You know, don't let it be the last thing you do at night, and don't do it while your kids are trying to talk to you. Yes, you know, there's a few simple rules. Man. Treat it, treat it like a tool. Treat it like a you know a part of a part of the inventory that you can mm -hmm. use. But don't get carried away. Well, people get caught up in that validation through social media, and that's not where you should seek validation. We like, could go. I feel like all day about social media. So I, yeah, I'm, I don't know if we want to talk about this, but we especially on the downside of it and, and the uh, the next generation coming up and all that, but. When that you goes want back, to go down that rabbit hole? It, it I'm goes, down. It goes I, back I'm down. to I'm having a baby. I'm it down goes back to how how do we use it and and just showing that side right. of it because you have to be conscious of your time that you use it and what you use it for. That's it has purpose. It's right. got to be with purpose. So you purpose. can't get lost scrolling on that. We're shit. all proponents. I mean, Austin, this is my first time meeting you. I'm I'm not going to make any assumptions, but I'm a proponent. I know Greg is of psychedelics. And these things generally are the best social media tools that you could possibly tap into because they tap you into the rest of the world in a fucking cellular level. And that has been proven with me with the, my experiences with Cactus. And I feel like the more you get involved with things like that, especially for veterans who really, veterans in general, seem to seek validation on social media in a lot of ways, mm. especially in the cannabis space, especially around now, which is Veterans Day, when every company is looking to fucking jerk you off because you're a veteran. Preach. Uh, I, I think what it honestly is, in my personal experience, I lost purpose when I left the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. um, and I was searching for it for years. And I, I finally found that when I, when I found cannabis and saw what it did for others, especially veterans. Mm -hmm. uh, but I lost purpose, so I, I feel like some veterans and a lot of people, some people, uh, seek validation. And yes, whether it's ego-driven or, or just whatever insecurities they have. Yeah, I've definitely experienced and it. I do it. Yeah, me I too. Do I do it. I'm guilty of it, for sure. I, and I, 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 I don't fucking use filters, but I'll be the first one to tell you. I, I edit that <laughs> shit sometimes, like the contrast, yeah. the sharp, all that shit. Sure. You know? Because and we, we all want this to be like a highlight or whatever, and it shouldn't be. Right. Sometimes I swear I, I want to post like the ugliest self in me to be like, look, this is I'm I'm real, you know. But it's we definitely f I fall into that trap. I'll but be that's the first a, one to that, tell you that. that in and of itself is another form of validation. So you're just going down a big circular rabbit hole of of, of just put up what feels natural and don't give a fuck what happens from there. I feel it, but, and I I really appreciate what Greg just he, yesterday we talked for a while about this man, and it's he's just telling me, look, use it for a tool. And you won't really seek validation when you're using it for a purpose higher than that, right. like higher a higher purpose than your ego. Right. Um, so here's here's the 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 way that I view. Um, I want to I want to respond to to a couple of things in response. Like filters are bad, <laughs> but taking the time to edit something to make it more representative of what you see with your eyes, because phones do a shit job of capturing. Okay. Hmm. Uh, okay. Because the way that I view it is, if it's not worth taking a few minutes or even a few seconds to edit, is it worth sharing? Mm. Is it, you know, because that gives you time to think about, you know, what message are you trying to put across? Because it goes back to po what post with purpose. You're right. That's it a should, really good point, Greg. Just, yeah. if, if you're just, like, flashing everything that you're doing and there's no, you know, you're not telling the story. Right. You're just, I, I don't know what you're doing. 
at, at that point. But if you can take a few seconds to edit a photo, which is as easy as exposure, contrast, and fucking brightness mm-hmm. for in most cases. Like that'll give you the, mm-hmm. what you want to represent that and put a little bit of time into like a little caption for it right. if it's social media. So that you're actually, ha- you have a purpose behind it. But also, absolutely post the shit. Post the worst parts of the day. Mm-hmm. Post the shit that you're struggling with because nobody's life is fucking great. It even, tells your story. Even the most successful people in the world still suffer from doubt and shit like that. So by showing, you know, you know, this is something that we touched on in the cars. You know, there are a couple people out of every group that are going to succeed no matter what. There are a few people who are going to make excuses no matter what. But the ones that are in the middle there, if you can pull them up a little bit, take an excuse out of the way, incentivize them to make that move, that's what the content is for. Right. You know, and if it's if, if that doesn't resonate with you, then you know that that's fine. But you know, it doesn't have to. We're we've we're stuck in this thing where because we can reach everybody, we want everybody to like us, and that's a fucking weird place to be. Because then you're chasing shit that's not authentic, and right. then you're never having fun being yourself. And like that's what I've gotten to experience more of is I've started to just gravitate towards the people that also don't give a fuck and since there's no judgment from either direction everybody's free to express their fucking weirdness right. in a way that brings everybody closer and, and like you know no, the, the, the <coughs> no fucks given and no judgment and no flexing around people is a super comfortable spot to be in like I don't think very many people even know what that what that's like to, to have momentarily let alone to, to have a community of it right well, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and being authentic is something that I've come to understand about myself over the last few years, and it's served me very well, um, especially hiking with so many veterans like I do. Um, uh, you, Greg, you've hiked and seen the impact Veterans Walk and Talk has firsthand. Austin, like, for me, when I got out of the Army, I was a fucking mess, addicted to drugs, n- no direction, nowhere to go. And like four years ago, I found cannabis, well, I was, you know, basically homeless, kicked out of the VA, which I'd lived at for 11 months, and um, found myself smoking weed in Santa Monica Mountains and feeling better. And then before you knew it, I started hiking with people, and here we are. You know what I mean? But I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a licensed individual in any way. I don't even have a nonprofit. You skipped um, over a lot, of, a lot of details. I skipped over a lot of details. Do you want those details? details? I can get into it a little bit. I mean, you know, I served in Afghanistan. I... Um, Fought in the Battle of Marja. I don't know what years were you. What years were you in the Marines? Uh, 2010 to 2015. 2010. So I got out in 2012. Okay. I was in Afghanistan 2009 to 2010, and um, very violent deployment. You know, uh, but then you know a lot of veterans like myself have the same issue. When I got back, the suicide rate was outpacing the kill rate. And that's just was something that was mind blowing. And I myself was always oh, almost one of those statistics. Um, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's good. It's my journey. It's my hero's journey. Uh, so yeah, so then, you know, 2012, got out of the army, went right into rehab, lived at the VA, um, lived at the VA combat trauma treatment center for a while, lived at the substance abuse track before I was, uh, kicked out for getting in an argument with another veteran. And, um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, that was like, you know, that was... Did. I went and started doing heroin and robbing heroin dealers because I was using my training from the infantry to serve my purpose as an addict. And um, 
I would get them so high around me and fake that I was high and then, you know, sneak out with their shit or pull a gun if I had to. But, uh, and then we got, I got to a point where it was enough and cannabis found me with the right time. Um, saved my life. But Veterans Walk and Talk's the one thing, like, I don't know how you feel, Austin, as a veteran, but my service to my country is important to me. And I'm really proud of, you know, that I did it. But my service to my fellow man and veterans and America in general has been far greater since leaving the military. Um, I've done much more of an impact on a, on a cellular and environmental level, like a physical, tangible level, like hunting Taliban wasn't really, like I can't really quantify any benefit from that for anyone, um, except the guys I was with, I guess, maybe, but we were well suited to fight anybody out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't mean to ramble on and no, on about it, but uh, yeah, it's, um, it's important that veterans walk and talk, you know, that's the type, that's, that's the impact I've had. Like we were talking earlier about thank you for your service, right? When I hear that, it's up to me to change the narrative in my mind to mean veterans walk and talk. It's not up to the person saying thank you for your service and whatever intention they have is their intention. That's fine. But I accept it as you're thanking me for my service to the epidemic of veteran suicide and mental health and perpetuated compounding of pharmacology and all these, um, you know, radio signals. I mean, let's get down to the nitty gritty. I mean, we're basically on a, in a state of lockdown as a country right now, suffering as a mental health crisis. Vet veterans have been in a mental health crisis for 20 years, uh, longer. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And I've always said veterans represent the country, so if veterans are in a mental health crisis, the country will be at, at some point. So. Preach. But yeah. you, you touched on so many important topics that yeah. <laughs> um, we could talk about for, I'm sure, hours, dude, honestly. We'll have to. We will. Um, <laughs> oh. Greg's sinister plan worked. Huh. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to say is I understand how you take it when somebody says thank you for your service. And I think... Honestly, a lot of times the civilian is just expressing thank you for our freedom. Right. And whatever you had to go through, and it, it sucks that it pulls those files back and it starts doing that. And uh, that's not their intention. Right. And again, I've processed that enough to where like it doesn't now because I've faced it. But, you know, it was something, and I think it is something veterans struggle with. No, oh, it is, dude. And it, it is. And... Uh, and it takes me and you, and just like you said, another thing. Um, you don't, you didn't have a lot of impact or maybe purpose when you're in and whatnot. And I, I feel like I've had way more impact when I got out. Right. But I feel like it was the learning and the values, and the whatever fucking bullshit, goddamn, that we got drugged through the lessons that we had to learn. 100%. If we call it lessons, but it set us up to now help our fellow brother and sisters right. and uh it's it's a beautiful thing and it's it's crazy that every veteran has a different walk and veterans walk and talk that's funny um, <laughs> every every veteran has a different walk but well, it, it takes people like like us right. definitely to to bring us together because it it's it can almost be instantly a dark place as soon as you get your D214 in your It really can. Um, and the, the, often the commonality between two veterans who meet for the first time is suicide. And that's something that we, we, we are working to change. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, 
we can it starts in many places too, but definitely even even. Man, I think cannabis should be used in active duty. You know, I would have I, I, I would have stayed in. I think if I could have used cannabis, right? I swear to God. Because um, what's the alternative? Drinking fuck. and it ruins. It, I mean, like it's, it's it's poison. It possesses you in every possible way. And it's it's such bullshit, dude. Yeah. It's such bullshit. Our our health is not considered at all. Right. Um, and it would it would make better troops if yeah. it was. I agree completely. You know, that's the wild thing. Not only so. that, uniforms, the hemp industrial world, the applications, come on. I mean, there's, there's why are so we even much, discussing this? So much. Well, and, and that's one of the things that fucks with me the most as uh, as a civilian is to, to that I wasn't even aware of how bad the post-service treatment options were. Right. And what they market it as, and how they oh, keep, they keep that on the hush hush. Oh yeah, dude, that fucked with me when I found that out. And then there's like levels to it too, where like, you know, uh, a buddy, uh, a buddy of ours, a mutual friend that that Austin knows, he showed me what gets sent to him by the VA on a monthly they, basis. They try to embarrass you. They try to m- make it your fault. It's always our fault. That's the thing. What, it, it's it's terrible in the sense that if you did take that prescribed amount, right. you're, th- that that in itself is an attempt to end your life because they're going after your kidneys or your liver to induce failure because in some cases, so many, so you've much. got it's compounding pharmacology. It's the well, biggest issue with veteran suicide and epidemic. And it's all in a way because they know that to treat in the long term is going to be way more expensive. Right. So they're just on the on the low, just fucking steady killing motherfuckers. Bro, I took a blood pressure medication for nightmares, for a night. What the fuck? It's like oh. the whole the whole fucking system that it is, and the it's way that they market people. it, and they hide all that shit. It should be fucking embarrassing to every person Man. who walks around and says that they're like proud to live in this country, like, and that's what's fucked up to me is like out of the hundred people in a line when they said who wants to come forward and defend your right to talk shit one and a half people did right the rest of us looked around and said i'm good i'm gonna go to college i'm gonna i'm gonna go drink for four years grow weed like it's just insane to me how the public perception on veterans is controlled so much by the media um, and then how much of it can also be addressed through cannabis, both as a medicine, but also as an economic opportunity, which are two great things that, you know, are going to happen anyway. And now right. it looks like they're going to happen under the control more of more of the culture and more of the well-intentioned people. The not culture needs to guide profit. it. It's all culture. That's where it lies. That's the big battle. That's the big fight that, you know, over the next decade, it's going to decide the future of cannabis and plant-based medicine overall. And like, who do you want to control that? Right. The people who have believed in it the whole time or the people that see it as another profit source and an opportunity to fucking take money out your pocket? Money is always at the root. I feel like veterans are bought and sold in this country. We've become a commodity in, Bro, in so, so many much. ways. I mean, you can it's go to the VA and there's literally like a souvenir store. You can buy an army hat made in China. The hypocrisy of that entire fucking like exchange. We're a number. We're a number, exactly. We're a number. And we're worse than that. We're we're fucking you know grunts in every way, in every way, in and out. But that you know I I gotta say though you know all that said, um, when I find you know a lot of veterans in my opinion Austin, that I I've worked with hundreds over the last four years in so many different ways on mushrooms, cannabis, all these different things. But a lot of times I run into the, the issue is like, we don't try to help ourselves to begin with, 
And so that's really where it has to start. Like it, you have to empower veterans, but the, the only way to do that is to educate them and take away that fear that they beat into us that, you know, I mean, I smoked cannabis when I was in the army in Afghanistan. I never smoked it in States, but I was in Afghanistan. I was out remote posts for long periods of time and it was everywhere and I smoked it and that's, you know. What was that like that getting stoned insane. out there? Like Bro. long breaks in between. Were yeah. you just like, were you, were you able to really fucking enjoy that or? Absolutely, because I was at a point where I didn't give a fuck if I lived or died. So oh, I was, fuck. and when you're at that point, you can enjoy about anything, believe me, and including hurting people, which is what I had to enjoy out there to get through it. But, um, you know, the, the weed was literally everywhere and I would pick it and a lot of times I would just like, I didn't really know, I didn't understand THCA and decarboxylation and all that shit at this point. So I would just grab a live nug and shove it in my lip and dip it while I was on patrol. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, looking back now that we know, I know what I know, I was getting THCA and other cannabinoids and terpenes and flavonoids and I was probably, and I was an older grunt at a lower enlisted level. So I had to really push to keep up, yeah. which, you know, I had injuries prior I shot myself before the army I torn my ACL five times uh, well that by now five times two times at that time so but I was I was good and that shit looking back really helped me actually and actually I <laughs> hotboxed a 1.2 million dollar vehicle on a base at one point too oh, you got me beat yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. you know what I mean so you know come after me for that come after me for that, please <laughs> The, the so plant amazing. has a way yeah. of, of choosing people, yeah. I believe, and giving them opportunities. And I couldn't agree more. You know, when you get the opportunity, what you've, you, you, know, you, you have the opportunity that you've got to execute, mm -hmm. and that gets you the next opportunity. And it's the same in, in entrepreneurship or in life, but like, nobody owes you shit. Every, like, that's where entitlement is such an issue to me, and like, so many people seem entitled nowadays. But what you earn is an opportunity to execute which earns you the next opportunity to execute and you just keep fucking doing that and you'll learn and you'll eventually hit your hit your levels of breaking through right it's true and that's it that's the only thing that you get you, it's okay dude no worries this is part of it this is part of it this is your crew and content today i appreciate I that i like it i see see you people i think are always thinking about that. making shit super professional and they use it as an excuse not to get started. Listen, I'm all about improvisation, man. That's I like how it I grew when up. shit goes wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now it's closer to me, too, so look at that. Dang, gang bang. Boom, even better. Oh, you said gang bang. Is that what he said? No, gang gang. That's what the kids say. Uh, yeah. gang, gang bang. Gang yeah. bang. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, so I don't know. I don't know. Too. Oh, okay. No, thank you, though. That, that helps a lot. Now I don't have to strain my back. You know what I mean? Did Hell you guys yeah. say hi to Grandfather Cactus? Hello, Grandfather Cactus. Hello, Grandfather. So, it's like How the smallest thing called Grandfather. Um, it's pretty. It's, I ate, actually, the, the, this is the tip of the piece that I ate a few weeks ago and okay. went tripping on. Um, oh, this wow. is San Pedro uh, Peruvian Torch. So that, has, that is a mescaline-heavy alkaloid cannabis, or, uh, cactus. Okay. And so I ate about here to here. Um, I processed it in a blender and strained it out and juiced it and derived the mescaline from it. And I drank it out in the woods with my dog. Holy and um, yeah, dude, it was, I mean, have you tripped on mushrooms before? Yes. Um, so it's, it's like a peak of mushrooms for about 18 hours straight so fucking wild um yeah it was it was insane <laughs> i'm not ready for that no yeah no. you are you absolutely are uh, but like again like this is real tangible dimensional traveling period 
And, and like, yeah, you are ready for it. The moment you vomit, you go through a portal and you're not in the same world anymore. It's a bad way to sell it, bro. Don't, don't, Is that a bad way to sell it? vomit in the... Mo- in the oh, yeah, well, I mean, you, that goes without saying. I mean, like, I fasted the entire day before I did it just to avoid, like, having to purge a lot. And so when I drank it, I only threw up the cactus about an hour and a half later. And, dude, it was, like, the most pleasant throw up I've ever had. <laughs> I like... I, I like less preparation and uh, potential for this is all about in my drugs. This is all about preparation. I had to play music for it while I harvested it. Yeah, I had to sage I'm not, it. I'm all not that ready stuff. For that yet. Someday I, though, I'll someday. take you out. Let's do it. I, I, I've got yeah. I got. What about got, you? Have you ever done heavy psychedelics as a veteran? Uh, Sorry to you know, shift focus here, but um, Cactus I mean, spoke to me. And no, it's okay. So I've done. The most I've done with mushrooms is up to two grams, and I've done it a few times. Okay. Uh, but what I thoroughly enjoy is microdosing. I like doing about 0.3 to 0.7 yeah. dose, um, and I, I feel like that's really good for a cognitive function. I agree. Opening. I like 165 uh, milligrams. That's my sweet spot. 165. Yeah. 1.65 yeah. grams. 1.6. But mixed with okay. cordyceps, turkey tail, lion's mane, it has to be. My talkie too. Oh, that's you amazing. Dude. You have to. I would, I would love to start incorporating that. One. I got you. I'll get you some. Heck yeah, and I'd love to start uh, yeah. learning how to grow all that kind of good stuff. Um, I'm going to start doing it on the show, like bringing little lessons out and bringing my lab equipment and shit. So. Well, dude, if I could be uh, a, Absolutely. Guinea a trustee, and, and I would love to because I w- would love to learn. Bill Nye, yeah. the science guy, meets um, the ginger from Ireland. <laughs> That's what we'll go oh, for. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. down with that. I love Bill But yeah, man, I mean, like, to, just to bring it back full circle, we were, you know, discussing pharma- pharmacological issues in this country, mental health issues, and that's obviously... I mean, that's why I use all these things. These things have saved my life. I'm an amazing father. I'm the best man I've ever been. I'm proud. I'm, I'm a loving individual. I can, honestly, like, I... I feel like cannabis was the, the initial shepherd to all these other modalities that really seemed to work for me. And like for that, I'm going to be forever grateful. And that's why these conversations are so important because we have to, we are the shepherds, man. Like the culture is cannabis. Like if we lose sight of that in cannabis, we are, we just, it's just going to, I can't even imagine it because it's so heartbreaking, honestly. So I, I, I got to give a shout out to Kevin Jodry for this next uh, analogy. Because he's pretty, uh, pretty experienced in the industry, multiple facets. Right now, he's up in Humboldt operating the Cookies Breeding Program at the One Tree Lounge, okay. which is a pretty dope spot. Um, but Kevin recently, I, I got to sit down and talk to him with another friend of mine, and he said that he views himself as one link in a chain. Okay. And his goal is to be a very strong link that can support others and that many people can link off of but in the end he's just a link in a chain of a plant that's been used for thousands of years mm-hmm. and to view it that way i thought was really cool because he's definitely in a in an echelon that is allowed or ha- has earned the right, the right so. to be some to to beat their chest and to be very uh, proud of what they've accomplished and have been involved in, and and, and they in, in any other business they probably would be like you know really out there trying to promote themselves. But you know, in, in weed, he just really doesn't care to have anything more than his farm and his family and his freedom to do what the fuck he wants when he wants. He's got integrity. We've got a lot of integrity. 
Um, but that comparison to just being a link in the chain, I'm like, you know, that's a great way to look at it mm -hmm. because none of us are, none of us are as important as we want to be, um, in in cannabis especially to view it as just we're all part of this much much bigger process and to make sure that we just hold our strong spot the best and right. allow others to link off of us instead of closing that circle down like you know so it's a the it's a where it's a how i'm trying to look at it from now on it's just make sure that my shit is as strong as possible and then i'm, I'm strengthening Absolutely. up those around me and then you know, the, the rest will take care of itself. So then I'll ask you guys this then, as we're approaching like the end of this, let's just pose this question. Like as two people and myself included who are deep in cannabis community and industry, like where, where do you guys see it? What is the path it needs to take in order to um, come about the right way in this country? And also what as you know, people that are in the community can we do to make sure it does that? I mean, national home grow, interstate commerce. Amen. A seat at the table for people home from grow. the culture so that they can help create the regulations that they'll be more likely to follow. Um, and ultimately a plan for a global free market so that if you want to sell or if you want to grow six pounds in your backyard and they're bomb and somebody in another country wants to pay 20 racks for them, you can pay a regional tax rate and make that shit happen. Free market economy. That's what I want. That's what I demand. That's what I think that we can get. And that's what I'm going to keep pushing for. Vote Cannabis 2020. I ain't running for shit, but I'm going to help pick politicians. That's we for are. damn sure. We are. That's, that's another thing we can discuss as well. We're going we're gonna to do Mitch McConnell a, a dirty a little bit, right? Aren't we? Austin Isn't Biggin approves this message. Does he? He approves? Yeah. You, yes. So what do you feel, how do you feel about cannabis? Where does it go? Where does it go from how does it? What's the best course of action in, in your world, in your dimension that you control? Uh... Oh, okay. Well, to rephrase it like that, um, I would like to be the leader, and ultimately, I'd like to have the cannabis industry follow me, <laughs> and being yes. for sustainability, yes, and an environmentalism, uh, and giving back uh, to our community, the veterans, our staff, and the environment. Well said. Um, I wanna I wanna build the most purposeful cannabis company out there. Um, I also wanna have a but by vertical integration. Um, at every store, I'm going to have a veteran compassion program where we give away. I want to be the VA of cannabis. I want to give. Love that. I want to have storefronts everywhere to where we can supply all the veterans in this country with cannabis eventually. That's my goal. I love that. Cannabis and community also. Like, I mean, I've always said, like, six months before your ETS date, you could be hiking with our group getting compassionate cannabis you're not going back into service you're gonna you have six months you can go to formation do what you have to do to get out and then come and do you know exit work basically incorporating cannabis outdoors jujitsu painting whatever it takes poetry goddamn fucking dressmaking i don't give a fuck whatever it is to get you back into community and realizing that you have more to offer than what the military kind of groomed you as preach love it uh, we're going to work together for a very long time appreciate that, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. I, I really appreciate what you do. I appreciate what you do. I, I, I'm very grateful that you used your experiences as a positive tool for change in society and that you're helping others as well. Thank you. It's a blessing. It means a lot, man. Thank you so much. And, it, you know, the, the, the greatest gift Veterans Walk and Talk has given to me 
while Greg's over on social media, while we get all profound, that's you know we're, we just talked like, about that, didn't we? we just talked okay, about it. It's, okay. He's using with purpose. He's not supposed to use social media to be a tool. You're supposed to use it to as a tool. I'm. I've talked to you guys both individually so much. He's heard all this. No, you've heard all of my shit. I wanted you guys to be able to have a genuine conversation, which I think is bomb. We only had 50 minutes. That's true. On the camera. <laughs> they have evidence. Yeah, Renee's saying they have evidence. That's they true. Oh, right. There you go. They haven't heard you. That's true. They've heard everything I needed to say today. <laughs> on the, the topics that, that, that we've hey, gone over. Peace, don't, so else, don't worry. You keep going. Okay. Okay. What, is, what was the thought again? Uh, Bring no, it back okay, for me. Don't worry. Don't, well, we'll don't get back to it. But no, listen. I was no, trying to get some joints delivered. No, I know exactly where I was. What I was trying to say is veterans walk and talk. The best, um, you know, I've gotten a lot of personal growth and and attention and ego driven shit from it and i've been able to write and and further my creative paths and all this stuff through this you know basically therapy group that we created on a whim but the biggest and best impact that i've seen and it is directly in cannabis mainly is um the empowerment of the members and the people who hike with me and like business people in every aspect of cannabis from trimming to compliance to inventory to you know um you name it to legislation we have legislators we have lobbyists in our group uh we have um just the most eclectic group of amazing people and that is what it's all about right because i mean like every veteran empowered by the plants and empowered by themselves thus empowers veterans they know and thus empowers and it goes so yeah change. that's it that's it but you know sustainability the neo-archaic right that's what it needs to be the neo-archaic there's no reason why a home grow new archaic neo-archaic isn't that uh, what neo basically like, i mean like a return to the old but in a new way yeah uh, i like that so that's meaning that. like trade borrow um, barter. Yeah, fuck uh, taxes. Yeah, you know, like that. It's theft. But in yeah, a lot of ways. government ain't going like that. No, 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 but I don't mean it in that level. I mean more. Good, I'm a bottled small government. But I mean it more on a personal <laughs> level in community. You know what I mean? A community of veterans, a community of friends, a community of whatever, yes. taking care of one another on the levels that, because clearly the government can't do everything and won't be able to do everything for us for a long time. I kind of think of Hawaii. When I, when I go to Hawaii and I see how the locals do it, and they just grow for each other, right. whatever they can't grow, and right. uh, the hunters and all that good stuff. I mean, that's that's kind of what it needs to go back to. Is obviously cities, Miami cities aren't really meant to like. That's not that's for long periods Miami. of time, not, at least. That's not good for like the environment. Like small little towns, communities, villages. Mm -hmm. th this is something that that's a, an inclusive economy that people can create a beautiful cycle and culture. Yeah, culture. culture and Greg right. and I talked about this the other day, and I really wanted to bring it up. Um, is that I feel personally that America has a unique opportunity for the first time since whatever our Western valued culture that we hold on to is, is to create an actual culture of America through cannabis. If we shepherd it in the right way, it can be the spearhead, not saying that it's something that other cultures have used for generations, but American can do it in a unique way, hip hop, clothing, industrial application to medicinal and recreational applications. And that is something I see as like, that I would want personally from cannabis. That's the culture driven, medicinal value, bringing people together, community aspect of it. That's, that's how I see it. That's what we're all three about. Yeah. It's all about what we, what we do with it and what we share and what people are, 
protective yeah. of and you know it, it's just a continuation of getting out of the comfort zone that and I think that's the biggest struggle with people in cannabis uh, or, or or anybody because I think something that draws everybody here is the lack of fitting in elsewhere and that human desire to find that that mm-hmm. that group um, and so in that we we're all kind of in that in that unique space not used to ex- experiencing those those feelings like it's something that people are getting used to people are getting used to being proud of being you know they, you, they're always proud of being really good farmers and working hard but now to get that recognition in more public ways like that's very uh it's very new and it's not something that has ever been part of the culture before so to to have all of this open water in front of us that we we got to navigate it uh you know carefully because we do have control of it right now there's a lot of money trying to take that messaging over um but if the the culture is in a spot to start sharing more uh and inviting people in which we always are uh it's it's gonna it's gonna just continue to attract the right energy which will convert a lot of different uh thought processes wherever they are we better band together and start lobbying or these corporate big money motherfuckers are going to take over. And it's very true. So how do we feel about groups like LA Normal or Normal in general? How do we feel? LA Normal, I'm, I'm not. Any, do you know Normal National Organization for the legalization of marijuana? My, my no, only experience with Normal was uh, meeting Eric um, right. at the Veterans Cannabis wow. Coalition. And See, he, what does that say about Normal that you two have no idea who they even are? Well, they, I, I, this, I these are people who take so much money from, from lobbyists and do nothing, in my opinion. Sorry. Well, if that's the case, let's find out who's giving them money and ask them for some of it. Um, but Yeah, but full candor? Like, I got Normal knocking on my door trying to put VWAD under their, their banner at this point. And so that's why I'm asking. Like I, you know, I want to do it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to be as transparent about. as possible about all this. Shit. I just know that this guy Eric was able to explain to me a lot about how SB 134 got passed. SB 34, yeah. 30 SB 34, how how that got passed. Yeah. I'm just always in. He a did s- that before normal though. He did well, that with Veterans Cannabis I just, Coalition. I just said that was my experience with with normal was gotcha. meeting him at that, and that's how he introduced himself. Yeah. So. So what, I'm, what about lobbyists in general then? I mean, I, I don't. I think they're generally worthless because they're not talking to farmers. So I was telling Greg about this on the way um, when we were smoking and driving there. Greg knows so many good people that are really good at their craft, and some of them are really good at speaking. That's true. He, like I'm, I'm willing to do this. Is like he needs to band us together, and we need to become like a lobbyist board so that we can talk against these panels, against because if we don't do it, who is? How do you feel about that, Greg? I'm not in a spot where I feel like that's my that's my role quite yet, but I like to identify people that that is something that suits their skill set and try Think to encourage change. them into it. Exactly. And I've got people for sure on the radar and people that I'm constantly, you know, there are various points of that process where I'm, right. I'm trying to, you know, I don't want to say groom, but it's more just I'm trying to expose all the the potential and the greatness that I see in these people to the maximum level based on what they've told me their individual goals are. Dude, so, you know, there, there's a lot of opportunity. To, I, I would much rather have those connections to call those favors in to get those people in a room so that they can hash shit out before it becomes a public right. problem. And, uh, you know, well, I mean, I can ultimately run the connection game that that's way. That's what it's about, connection. I've, I've I could give I've, a shit to be in power. I think that's silly. I want to just make sure that no, the wrong people no, don't yeah, take it. Connection, empowerment, these things. But I mean, I've 
flown to DC and driven myself to DC twice um, to speak at the Senate uh, on behalf of cannabis and veterans. And I did that with the Veterans Cannabis Coalition. Oh, and thank it, you. Yeah, no, it was one of the greatest honors of my life. And uh, honestly, it did nothing. Um, it boosted my ego and it gave me a good impression and you know it was something that I can say I did if you but, came out of it with a lesson then yeah that's true that's it but you know at the same time like they there this was these were these were VA research bills that they wanted you know we wanted immediate research done that was a simple request immediate research and they wanted to extend it over a decade and we're sitting here going like you 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 don't you refuse to do anything while raking in billions and billions of dollars of taxpayers money for these types of things so uh, this is a, this is what we said and uh, essentially you know you get the same promise as all politicians do in this day and age is if you re-elect me i'll get it done and yeah then, see and that's where i'm I mean? at is like i'm i'm, need a I'm full in enema. a position where i don't have to be too careful about what i say right and i do uh, i am tired fuck, of waiting like no. I'm tired of waiting for these politicians in place to do the right thing. So fuck them, replace them. Replace them. You can them. introduce That's the only referendums. Way. Like if the the weed industry got to where it is because people figured out how to get shit passed. We can do it again. It. We, yeah. and we all, will. We're still it's turbulent. Just to survive, just to survive with any type of license right now is so turbulent. To ask these oh, guys sure. to even market themselves is is like pulling teeth sometimes because they don't know how, they don't see the value in it. But they, they, they know they want to do it and learn about it, but it's just like, how do you keep a crop alive for nine months while there's fucking fires and shit like that? Right. So right. It's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a timing thing where we have to be very calculated. And there's a lot of people who are rushing to do this, and they're taking big investment money, and it looks like they're doing well, but they're not going to be able to sustain when a lot of these promises that they've made in the, in the way of, like, whether it's to employees or to investors, like it's lean times and right. it, there's there's showing no signs of there being like a massive bailout to the weed industry so if you're not operating lean and you're not from the culture and you are overextended it's gonna get fucking painful for sure so but dude uh just to loop it back around I'm, I'm not talking about you greg going out to talk unless you wanted to of course but i'm just saying you grouping us people together that need to get something done and i i'm Best believe we'll band together. We need to. We need to. As a, a absolutely as a community, we need to band together because these corporate giants, that capital talks to the politicians. We need to talk to the people is what I'm saying because exactly. the local votes is what matters. Exactly, right. so, and that's what I think the strategy of cannabis is always going to be, is going to be handshakes. It's going to be circles. It's going to be sharing of, of thoughts, and, and that's what we can kind of transform politics in. Like we did at the American Legion. I mean, no, that, we smoked and consumed cannabis at the only American Legion that allows that in the entire country. I mean, those are the types of groundbreaking moments we've got to keep having. And I've done cannabis education workshops at several VFWs. Um, the Burbank VFW allowed us to have, you know, uh, vendors on site and things like that. So that's yeah. that's exactly why I need. That's how I make my impact um, on that level, and I feel like that, you know, butterfly effect. Well, it's just executing. Right, it's you executing, gotta execute. and who knows the, the conversations that stem just from that one uh, v, uh, Legion meeting, like who knows what impact that's going to have on everybody who showed up there. I know what impact that had on me. Like right. it was definitely a moment to refocus my lead. priorities. Right. Um, and so. Yeah, but you've consistently shown up to support, man. Like in every possible way. That's your. That's your mo. I, and, and that's what I. Tr <coughs> that's what I strive for, and I, I appreciate that you recognize that. It's but at the true. same time, like I'm still susceptible to 
You know, California's a big fucking state He's with a lot it. of fucking bullshit. And a lot of that materialistic stuff, right. like, it's really easy to get distracted by some, you know, easy wins. Well, we've hung out at Emerald keep Cup. Fucking going. We hung out everywhere. I mean, you're everywhere, man. You've seen it all. Well, I'm trying to. You have. It's, it's helping me with the perspective that I want to share with other people. But, like, I, I started, the, it was a great opportunity to, for me to refocus coming off of some things that had distracted me. Um, and especially at the end of the year, a year like this, and when I'm creating my plan for 2021, right. to have that refresh right. and redirect. Like, it wasn't like it was going in a bad spot. Well, you said to it's me. It's just going a little off right. course from purpose, which that needs to be, needs to be the focus. It is the purpose. Exactly. Right. And you've said to me many times, this has been one of the best years you've had or the best year you've had. It's, it's a lot of good years for a lot of people I know yeah. who are digging in the spots that they didn't know they had because COVID forced them to. And, and that's a it's an empowered place to be when you recognize that you can thrive in a shitty situation. Absolutely. And you can what are you going to do when it's not a shitty situation? And that's I speak that out for the cannabis industry in general is like the guys that have survived from the black market into this industry now. Um, that's a skill set that not many people are able to even comprehend. And sure. now once you give these guys the ability to bank and taxes and, you know, not get overcharged for every service and shit like that, like they're going to be monsters for their community in the best way possible. Like, so right. you, you, when you build that confidence in yourself, that's kind of that redirection of, of, of energy that, you know, that's what a lot of people are missing right now. There's so much angst right now because everybody who's been used to collecting Fear. a paycheck as a distraction mm -hmm. now has to figure it out, and they're not comfortable or confident in themselves to make that happen. And you've got to go through that discomfort of feeling really shitty, feeling really scared. I mean, and I'm talking about this just from an entrepreneurial perspective. What I'm talking about is, like, it doesn't even scratch the surface to what somebody who's served in the military just in you know training alone, I'm sure you've had to dig deeper than 99.9% .9 of civilians out there. I don't even care if you like did some D1 sports or some shit like that. Like you're great at that, respect for it. But in terms of digging deep under some bullshit, you guys have gears that we don't even know exist as a, just a streetwalker. You know? Yeah. So you got to uncover that but shit as yourself as an entrepreneur, you and you already have it. You already have those gears. It's just about associating those levers. And fucking rebuilding Pushing that machine in the new way for entrepreneurship versus, you know, fucking head down 26 miles, rucksack, all the craziness, like sand in your face, whatever. Like all of the, the stuff that you've already done, there's nothing harder that no. you're going to have to do in a business world. You're definitely not going to have to put in the same amount of time. No. You've, already, you've already learned how to grind and put in the work and know that you can get through it. And that's what everybody who hasn't built something meaningful or gone through something meaningful that's what they're missing and once you experience that it's like i can do this now what else can i do absolutely like that's why i have so much faith in you guys both as individuals but also as representatives of a larger cause right. to continue to execute at a high level and reach levels of greatness even further than what i could predict i love it and you have big plans coming up in the next few days to um use some of your influence in your artistic way why don't you touch on that a little bit yeah, I got uh, some, some very interesting projects coming up. Um, the first one, the most pre pressing one, is uh, Mitch McConnell made out of opiates to bring attention to what he's done to the state of Kentucky. Um, just from as, as a long-term senator, as somebody influential in the Senate, as the majority leader, what he's done for specific bills that would have helped veterans out. Um, you know, he's just a fucking shithead, uh, and he's old, and he's up against a—I I believe it's a female Air Force veteran. Right. 
So that's somebody that's really easy for me to put my support behind. And Mitch McConnell is a craven motherfucker. Yeah. So, you know, if this picture can even move one vote off of his name, then good. But if it becomes like the first thing that pops up when you Google image search him, like that'd be better. And <laughs> I that's think the you'll shit get that I'm done, after. no problem. Legacy, man. motherfucker. Yeah. Like yeah. I want my Wikipedia to be more important than yours. Like <laughs> fuck you, Mitch. Yeah. Social media is a tool. Social media is a tool. Social media is a tool. Uh, and then the other one I'm working on, which I'm excited about, um, is for fire relief. I'm collaborating. Relief. Yep, I'm Amazing. collaborating with uh, another cannabis artist named Asia Tabor. Uh, she does much larger projects involving uh, like primarily leaves and bigger pieces. So okay. it's going to be an interesting combination of my style and her style. And we're going to try to create a, you know, fucking huge weed Phoenix nice. rising from the ashes. And then that's awesome. That's really do great. a do, do a series uh, of, of prints and, and, and pieces that people can buy for fire relief because it's just been, you know, ravaging California and now Colorado. It's unreal. And, you know, that's something that, as an industry, we can we can lobby for. We can lobby for fire relief. Uh, customers will understand that. They'll recognize that if they want better weed at a less expensive price, it can come at the expense of the government. And that's a, that's a spot for us to start flexing our political influence. There okay. we go. Gotcha. You know, be careful, motherfuckers, because we're going to learn too much, and then you're not going to be able to control it anymore. We're gonna I think we're past that way. point. Yeah, it's it's done. Love it or where I can help. Yeah, man. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're already here. The yeah, seat at the table right is the yeah. start. What's now up? it's about seeing what you guys do. Like, I don't know. Did this just become like a brand new ingredient combination Absolutely. that's going to blow the no fuck question. up? Like, that's what I think of no it question. as. It's going to be, you so, guys being in the same city is going to be opportunities for everybody to benefit from. And then so I'll just have more homies when I roll through town. Absolutely. Most definitely. From veteran security to, I, I got a guy helping make a veteran protein powder he wants to infuse. Wow. Um, from, through Vitality, our, our nonprofit. So, yeah, we got a lot of things we can work on together. Veteran wellness centers, I mean, we could reshape what, what it is to be an American Legion, make one for our generation. I mean, wow. that's kind of along the lines of what you were touching on, okay. right? Okay, cool. Dude, yeah. that's amazing, and I'm, I'm all for it. Right. Anyone I can help them. Yeah, I, sure. that's, that's the short term, yeah. Uh, so what I was going to say, short term, talking about real soon, is maybe – would you mind? Cause I like I like doing this, but mm -hmm. could we do like a veterans walk and talk beach cleanup? Absolutely. Yeah, we do one. We do um with uh, our trash people okay. out of San Diego. These are two uh, young men. They're pro surfers, and they started a, a nonprofit that cleans up um, uh, down in Carlsbad. So we do that once a month, wow. and and that's like they give out gift certificates if you bring a bag and stuff. And then also wow. we sort the recycling, and we use that recycling the to um fund Vitality, which which in turn funds v Fidelity Security Solutions through my good friend Mike Owen. And they so they use the money to train veterans to get security license in, and then work in cannabis. Amazing. So yeah, so it's a full circle thing and we can absolutely plan one together and do it. And, and dude, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, we got these things in motion, man. Hey, thank you for doing that. Hey, dude, you know, it's, it's really the community, man. I'm just yeah, kind of is. like the banner man, you know? It's about. But, you know. Yep, rising tide lifts all boats. Absolutely, but yeah, that's where do you hear that? <laughs> my, my boy Greg, right here. JFK. Uh, yeah, JFK. Yep. Well, well said. But yeah, man, like I mean, I want to create an app for Veterans Walk and Talk. Um, you know, connect veterans. You know, telelink. You know, that can hike in similar areas. Incentivize veterans to, you know, hike in several areas of the country and then come back and prove it on their app to a dispensary and get gifted a bunch of cannabis. You know, I'm not about. For me, cannabis in a lot of ways has always been bait for what I do, which is community. 
you know, the cannabis gets the veteran there because they're into weed and dabs and want to get high and learn about cannabis and stuff. And next thing you know, it's like, that is a good part of what we do, but it's not the part, you know what I mean? Okay. So, um, yeah, man, that's, I, that's, that's one of just one of the, and now obviously this show, the veterans walk, veterans walk of the talk show. Um, we do it every week on Wednesdays and you're always welcome. You can come by and we can check in and get, Get the good word out, man. You know what I mean? Nice, like, okay. You should totally be a weekly correspondent. Yeah, Austin. absolutely. Dude, we could do some remote shoots with you. That would be awesome. Just have you sh out there shooting with the people and with masks yeah, on, masks off, whatever. Oh, that would Nilly be awesome. Willy, man. Yeah, let's yeah, just yeah, do I this. The masquerade. Yeah, yeah. The masquerade ball that we're yeah, all in right now. Yeah. But, um, it's the run of season. Yeah, man. Like, I just I want to thank you guys so much for, for your candidness and, and your honesty and integrity. And being like, you know, Greg and I have gone back and I trust him and now meeting you, dude, like it's simpatico, so. Dude, it's, it's my pleasure. Yeah, man, we can get some good shit done. Yeah, bro. Very nice to meet you, dude. All right, man. So, cannabis is a great unifier. Um, shout out to Cannabis Synergy and uh, Gentleman Gorilla and Renee. Thank you so much for all you do. We love you. And yes, um, you. we'll have Joanne and Cookie back on the show real soon. And I uh, can't wait for that. So, thank you guys. Thank you. Love Thank you. Good night, Cactus. Good night, Grandpa. Good job, guys. Sweet. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Good job.